Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Happy, happy Mother's Day to every mom in this room. Some of you are moms by birth. Some of you are moms because you chose to foster. Some of you are moms by default. You never planned on this, but you're caring for children, for a family member who was unable to. Some of you are grandmothers who have served your family so well. Happy Mother's Day to all of y'all. And you're looking exceptionally beautiful today. Mamas just look special on Mother's Day. Like for the 364 days of the year that we have to work our tails off, right? This one day, and I know this is special because I went to three different nail salons yesterday because everybody wanted to be cute for Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to each of y'all. Oh, this mom thing. So how many of y'all, I'm Michelle Aranza, how many of y'all have ever heard me speak? Okay, so you know a little bit about this story. So Pastor Casanova, well, Pastor Casanova, first of all, he's at the Lafayette campus speaking, and I have the privilege of speaking here. But we, and we've been married almost 40 years now in January. So when we were young, married, thank you, yeah. Put a star on my chart, right? When we were young married and we decided to start our family, we had our first child, Jacob Jr., a son. And I remember them saying, it's a boy. And how excited we were to have our first child to be a son. And so I named him after the most remarkable person I knew, his daddy. So we named him Jacob Thomas Aranza Jr. And unbeknownst to me, the name Jacob, the meaning of the name is deceiver. Okay, and honestly, we named him appropriately because he was such a good baby and such a good boy. He slept well, he ate well, he obeyed, and it was like such a trick. Because when you have a great baby, what does it make you want to do? Have another one, right? So we just said, this is the bomb. So we had another child, a boy. And his name is Christian. And so Christian was like this bigger than life blessing, right? Wait, back up. We have five sons and a daughter. So our story is, you know, it's a boy. It's a boy. Oh, Mrs. Aranza, congratulations. It's a boy. You're never going to believe this, but it's a boy. Oh, my gosh. It's a boy. I'm like, is this a sick joke? Like, I love my boys, but you can get a little testosterone overload in the pack, right? Like, Lord, so here we are with our family. I'll go back to Christian in a second. And um, thinking we're finished, the tribe is finished. And one day in this house, the house of our Savior's church, I don't often work altar calls, but they needed me at that moment. And I'm at the front and people are coming up for prayer and this woman comes up and she was the daughter of a grandmother in our church. And this grandmother was with us from the beginning, her and her husband. They were a very poor family, but a very precious family, a faith-filled family, always planted in the house of God. And this grandmother made a way for her daughter who had lost her way 
but knew where to go when she needed help, right? So her daughter, Wayward, comes up the aisle, and she has this little girl in her hand, and I'm like, what can I pray with you about? And she's like, Miss Michelle, I, I can't do this. And I'm like, I'm sorry, can't do what? And she points to this little girl, and she goes, this, I cannot do this. And she said, would you and Pastor Jacob please take her and raise her? Amberly was four years old at the time. And I'm literally looking at her and I'm thinking, is, is this a trick question? A mother of five boys? You're going to bring that cute little thing up here and say, would you? Oh, heck yeah, I'm going to take her. Every which way I'm going to take her, right? So we have, finishing up the pack, Amberly Grace Aranza. And she is truly the delight of our life perfect exclamation mark for our family. So I have, I have a picture of my tribe. Would you like to see them? Okay, so this is, so this is us, wouldn't you know, when we just found out that we were having a grandson. So this is the crew celebrating all minus one. There's one missing. Um, but after Jacob Jr., we had Christian. And so Christian, how many of y'all know Christian? Okay, then you know I'm not exaggerating, right? So Christian was like this big blessing. He was just a blessing all day and all night. And then all day and all night. I would turn him around because I knew there was a power pack in the back of him because he never stopped. He was hyperactive. He was energetic. He was adorable. Thank God I didn't kill him, right? But just so we're like, you know, let's just, let's not have any more blessings until this blessing is safe in the care of the professionals at Westminster Christian Academy. Because obviously they knew what they were doing and I did not. So when he got at Westminster Christian Academy, we continued our family and we had Joseph, who to know Joseph is to love him. We had Wesley Ravenhill, another just precious, kind heart. And then we had strongman Haddon to finish up that pack. Um, people have come to me many times over different campuses and young moms will walk up and they're like, Miss Michelle, I love that you have a beautiful family. Now they're just starting their family. They have no clue of the work, right? We love that you have a beautiful big family and like, what's it like having six children? And I'm like, I'll be honest with you. Like, have you ever gone to a pet store? And like, you go in the back where the fish tanks are, and there's like all those little sucker fish that stick to the side. That's what it's like. It's like when one isn't taking something, the other one is needing something. Right, mamas? How many of you have a big family? Y'all better give me some feedback, because y'all know what I'm saying is true. But this is our lifetime assignment from God. And thank God we have great job security because we're part of like this underground movement. I'm convinced. And the reason I'm convinced of that is because most of what we do goes sight unseen. Nobody sees the hard work that mama's put in, right? They only see the fruit of your labor. They don't get to see the work we put in. It's like this underground movement. And at times it seems seemingly unrewarding. So Pastor Casanova, for the first 17 years of our life, he traveled 10 months of every year away from home. So I was like a single mom. And there were so many days, now let me back up. I loved what I got to do and privileged that I get to be called mom. But there were so many days where I really did feel exhausted. And I, you just, 
You're cleaning the same bathrooms. You're wiping the same butts. You're spanking the same butts. You're feeding the same mouths. You're, you're like, does it really even matter? Right? I, I put several passages woven throughout this message because there are things I'm going to share with you today that are just nuggets for me. But the one thing that does not return void is the word of God. And so the first passage I put up to encourage you is Luke 9, 46 through 48. So to frame this passage, Jesus is with his disciples. So this is like his top guys, right? His top 12. And they're vying, they're having a conversation with him like, who's going to be the best? Who's going to be the greatest? And they're like positionally after something. And the, the disciples began arguing, preoccupied with who was the greatest among them, fully aware of their thoughts, as Jesus always is. Jesus called a child over to his side, and he began loving on this child. And then he said to them, those who tenderly care for these little ones on my behalf are tenderly caring for me. These are the ones who honor my father who sent me. Mom, the greatest thing you will do in your lifetime is care for your children. Parenting motherhood, serving your family is an act of worship. If you have not yet seen it as that, I pray that that's a mindset change for you. That is an act of worship. Just like when you come to church and you raise your hands in worship, just like when you give tithes in worship, just like when you serve, you are serving your family as an act of worship. This whole thing started not with a church. This whole thing started with a family. Go back and read Genesis and you will see why. For most of my parenting, I thought there were me, and then I thought there were all the other perfect moms because I'm in the thick of it. Remember, I have five boys. I'm like, when we get, you're gonna get a spanking when we get, don't do that, don't hit your brother. Don't say that, don't say that bad word, right? Come on, are we being real here? Who am I speaking to? Not, y'all's children, see, y'all are those perfect parents. Your children are, and I knew that there were perfect children because there was Instagram, like, thank y'all so much. Because while I'm at home in the trenches, I'm looking at your Instagram and it's like, oh my gosh, Johnny made honor roll again. (laughs) Oh wow, who would have ever thought Johnny is the captain of his football team again. Everyone, because you post everything on Instagram. And as I was sitting there beating myself up, because I'm like, everybody has a perfect life. All of their children are wonderful. And then there's mine, who I'm spanking every day. And I wrote this for you. Take caution. Because moms, when you compare your inside reality, my inside reality, to their outside perfections, you will come up short every single time. And the reality is, let me help you, it's not even real. You're comparing yourself to someone else's life and it's not even real. I could throw a bunch of pictures up there of my perfect life and y'all would think something other than me than what is true. The truth is we're all living real life the same way. And it takes the same acts of service, the same acts of discipline, the same acts of correction, of love and encouragement to raise my children as it does to raise your children. Right? You can clap on that one. 
and I feel bad for the young moms coming up because in my generation, we, we parented and it's called familial parenting, right? You lived by your mama or your cousins or your siblings. And what do families do for you? Families champion you. They believe the best in you. Like one for all and all for one. We all want our family to succeed, right? Okay, that's called familial parenting. So when you mess up, your mama goes, baby, it's not that bad. It's going to be okay. Your mama goes, oh my gosh, I I already walked through that. Baby, you're doing a great job. You're going to be okay. Okay, but today people don't live in familial parenting. They live comparative parenting. It's comparative. And honestly, y'all, it really is demonic because it robs you of the joy of the moment. There is no reason to compare, and I'm gonna tell you why. I believe even in New Iberia High School, they taught y'all DNA, right? That's a joke. But they taught y'all, no one has your fingerprint, right? No one has your eye pattern. No one has your, your voice pattern. God makes nothing duplicate. He is the creator and he is a jealous God over what he creates, okay? There is nothing to compare to because no one else has your child. No one else has your marriage. No one else has your family. That's holy as unto the Lord. Thank you. I was of a mindset that I wanted to raise, and I didn't say this in the last service, but I wanted to raise children. I mean, I loved God. I've always loved God. My children have always been planted in the house of God. So I wanted to raise children who would reflect the love of Jesus, but never really need it for themselves. And that is not reality. Because see, in my mind, I was creating my own race of humans. I was creating superhumans, right? Because I'm feeding them only organic. They're only in Christian school. They're not allowed to watch this on TV. They can't hang out with those friends. Superhumans, right? But God doesn't even create superhumans if you read the word of God. He just creates humans. And humans make mistakes. And it's all right. Y'all getting this? So I'm, I, imagine my dilemma when I realized, my husband and I, that our children weren't superhumans. They were just normal, like everybody else's children, right? So as my gift to you, mom, I'm going to make myself very vulnerable. And I'm going to share with you one of my simple human days to make you feel really good about yourself. So because Pastor Casanova was gone all the time and I'm home with these children, we weren't a family that ate out a lot, probably because of budget reasons. We didn't have the money, so I cooked every night. Little June Cleaver, I'm funny about my house. It's not your issue, it's my personal issue. I gotta get over it, right? Everything's in order, children are sitting at the table, I'm cooking the meal. And I have that second blessing, Christian, who always found my last nerve over and over. And see, y'all are looking adorable today. I know y'all don't have a last nerve. But see, unfortunately, I had a last nerve. Now, let me preface this by saying, I don't have a flesh pattern of cussing. I'm not a cusser by nature. I don't cuss, okay? But this day, all my precious six children are sitting at the table and I'm fixing it. He will not shut up. And he's taunting his brothers and he got a bad slip from the teacher. And he, And I literally am serving the food and I stop and I lean in like deliberately and I go, Christian Aranza, you aggravate the H-E double hockey sticks out of me. 
Except I didn't say hockey sticks, okay? I'll never forget this. My whole family is like, And I'm like, oh no, I did not. <laughs> oh no, I did not. <sighs> this is a therapy moment waiting to happen and I'm gonna have to pick up the tab. I call my husband that night at whatever hotel he's at and I'm like, I cannot believe I just did that. Like I lost it in front of all the children. I think he privately thought, I can't believe you haven't done this before now. <laughs> I would have killed half of them, right? That's what he was thinking. <sighs> And I beat myself up, mama. This is for the mamas, right? It's Mother's Day. I beat myself up for weeks over that. And one night I was laying in bed and I was still beating myself up and the Holy Spirit spoke to me so clearly and said, Michelle, one bad moment does not make a bad mom. Right? A bad moment does not make a bad mom. Because in reality, thank you, in reality, moms, If you add up all of our acts of service for these children, we are way ahead of the game, right? Right, moms? On our worst day, thank you. We are way ahead of the game. Thank the Lord I didn't kill that child because today that child, strong man, he grew up, he graduated, and then he went to the Air Force for four years, and then he went to, where'd he go? Or Roberts for his tenure there. Then he went and served at Church of the Highlands, and now he, he's doing what we did. He planted a church in Tomball, Texas, called Valley Rise, and now the weight of the world is on him. <laughs> this is a picture of Christian Aranza and my precious three grandchildren, who are pastors, and he is a strong man of God. And my next son, Joseph, and his, that's he and his wife and their first grandbaby, who are also pastors. So right now we have four children in ministry. One child who stands in the presence of Jesus today, and one child who still has not found his way. So the journey continues, correct? I wanna share with y'all before I get into the rest of my message one funny story. So, this is just like I still breathe in this moment with that child. I'm busy one day and I get a phone call. And you know, all my boys are big and they're strong and they're men, men. And he calls, he's like, Mama? You know, if you have boys, I'm like, yes. Mama, what are you doing? I don't know, Christian. I'm paying bills. I'm cooking. I'm doing whatever mamas do, right? And he goes, Mama, how in the world did you do this six times? And then he pauses and he goes, you are my hero. Right? Okay, again, because now he has the weight all on him. I'm just smiling. And then I'm gonna tell you what he said next. We're all adults in the room, so we know this is a joke. Okay, we know this is a joke, right? He goes, mama, this is hard. He goes, remember, remember like three years ago we were watching that news show and that crazy woman like drove her car off the road with her whole family in the car and we were like, oh my word, who would do that? He goes, I'm gonna be honest, on hard days I drive around Houston, I'm like, there's gotta be a bridge around here somewhere. <laughs> it's a joke, right? Y'all, I was raising a world changer and I was raising world changers. Don't be surprised when you're raising world changers if the first world they change is yours. 
That's just the truth, right? So moms, if you have young children, you need God to raise these children. And I have a passage for you. It's out of 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. And I just put his grace is sufficient in our weakness and in our shortcomings. He promises to be strong. Y'all, he knew we would have weaknesses. He knew we would have shortcomings. He promises to be strong. And I want to challenge y'all in something. One day when I was crying out to the Lord about my children, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, Michelle, and I'm reading books and I'm asking friends and Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Michelle, your spirit is older than you are and your spirit is wiser than you are because your spirit is the place that Jesus dwells. But you have to learn to quiet your soul and listen to your spirit talk. So when I wake up in the morning, y'all, every morning, I have plantation shutters and you open them up like this and the sun comes beaming through. My first thought is, his mercies are new every morning. I don't care what happened yesterday. His mercies are new every morning. I get my coffee and I sit in my special chair and I just pray and I invite the Holy Spirit into my day, into my parenting, because I don't know what call with six children I'm gonna get that day, right? It might be a praise report, it might be a problem, I don't know. But quit looking everywhere else, all these different manuals. The Holy Spirit, who is wisdom personified, if you're a child of God, dwells within you. And you know, thank you, I think, you know, I've had people ask me, if you could sit with anyone for a day, who would it be? And some of my friends have said, oh, I would sit with Mother Teresa. Some of them say, oh, I wish I could sit with Billy Graham. Some, I wish I could sit with President so-and-so. And I'm like, not me. I want to sit with that chick who wrote the Baby Wise book. And I want to go, why? Why did you torment us for a whole generation? I know there's some good things in the book. I'm not hating on the chick, right? But y'all know this is a mom mob, right? There is a mom mob. You read the book, oh, you have to keep your baby sleeping on their side. Oh, no, you never keep your baby sleeping on the side. But never put your baby on the stomach because now we have to put them back to sleep. I'm so confused. Okay. Oh, you only use cloth diapers. No, you never use cloth diapers because you could get bacteria. You only use pampers or huggies. Oh, you only send your children to private school. No, 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 no. That's not good enough. No, no. You have to homeschool. And let me just tell y'all for anyone here who's a homeschooler, I love homeschoolers. I respect you all. You're all going to get crowns when you get to heaven because I homeschooled for five full days. <laughs> five full days. And this is true, and my assistant's sitting right here, and she can tell you this is true. My, I'm so blonde. My husband always would go, baby, wouldn't it be great if we homeschooled? I mean, we only have one chance to get it right. You know, these precious boys. And, and he was going 10 months of every year, right? So I agree, we're going to homeschool. So he's on a plane preaching the gospel. I don't even know where. And I'm at home with my boys, right? And one's at this side of the table, and one's at this side of the table, and one's here. And then I have a nursing baby on my hip, so I'm just, you know, checking papers here, and I'm checking papers here, and then they're doing spitballs the whole time I'm doing this. And I remember, like, looking at it, and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not a 
school teacher. I'm not even qualified for this. So I did what every wise mom would do. So I leaned in and I said, okay, little children, it's recess. Y'all go play. At the time, I had a corded phone because I didn't want them to hear what I was saying. So I went in my pantry, closed the door, and I called my husband and I said, baby, heads up. I have no clue where these boys are going to be going to school come Monday morning, but it will not be at 105 Clement. School is shutting down. And he said what every wise daddy would say. Yes, ma'am. Back at Westminster Christian Academy. (laughs) Right? Let me move on because I don't want to get stuck on my notes. So mom, if you have small children, you need God to raise them. The last passage for you is James 1.5. If anyone lacks wisdom, ask of him who gives generously to everyone without finding fault and he'll give it to you. When you hit an inroads, you go back to that place of prayer. You ask God, and he will give you wisdom. He promised, that's a promise. So that's young children. But if you have adult children, we trust God to keep them. We need him to raise them, but when they're adults, we trust him to keep them, correct? How many of you have adult children here that you're praying for? There you go. Deuteronomy 31.18 says, The Lord himself goes before you and your children. He will be with you and your children. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I love that he put, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Because you know why? When you see some of the choices that your grown children make, you can be very afraid. And you can be very discouraged. Correct? Because you have no control over that. They're grown adults now. Grown children make mistakes, but mama, they are assigned one mama in their life. They'll have a lot of friends, they'll have a lot of coaches, and they'll have a lot of teachers. There's one mom that was called to remind them, sweetheart, that was a mistake. You are not a mistake. Mamas always speak hope, future, forgiveness, and redemption. You might be the only person to speak that in their life. That's a sacred place assigned you by God. Another passage I put is God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in our time of trouble. My oldest son, so I have five children serving the Lord. Our oldest son is still not serving the Lord. It has been a long journey. And see, I know what was invested in him. So there is an expectation of a return, right? Moms, you put brownies in the oven. When you open up that oven, those brownies better be coming out, right? You know what you put in those children. But along the journey, and moms, I want to share this with you. It's my personal revelation. And I wrote for you, I have learned through life, through great pain, not to allow my personal identity to hang on the fragile choices of my children. My job is to be obedient. God's job is to do all the rest, right? So I have learned to not allow my personal identity to hang on the fragile choices of my children. When Jacob Jr. was leaving to go to college, he was 18 years old and he was driving to Indiana Wesleyan. At the time, no cell phone. It was gonna be an 18-hour ride. And again, my, my, my sixth child now, When they leave, you just go, fly, little bird. 
Okay, but your first child, it's like, oh my God, is he going to be okay? I mean, you have 10 farewell parties. Everybody, the grandma has to tell goodbye, the family, whatever. He gets in there, he gets in the car, we pray again, and I, it took me everything to walk from the driveway, this is pitiful, to my bed. I lay down and I'm just crying because I knew a chapter of his life had closed forever. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Michelle, you have run this mama race and you have run your leg well. That part's over. That is the baton and you have passed it to me. I will not drop that child. Mamas, thank you. I hope this encourages you. I will not drop that child. God is faithful. I'm a great mom, but guess what? I'm a bad God. I'm a great mom, but I'm only human. I make mistakes. God is a perfect father. He will not drop that child. I think of all the things that God has entrusted to my care to do in life. And with Pastor Jacob, y'all know my husband rides a fast train, and we do a lot of wonderful things that we're privileged to do. People love us better than we are, trust me. My lifetime divine assignment is being a mom. If you're a mom in this room, the Lifetime Achievement Award, Mama, goes to you. And it really does. And on your low days when you're thinking, I'm doing this every day, does it even count? Nobody even sees. What is it all worth? And I want to share a passage with you. It's Luke 18, 16. It says, no one lights a lamp and hides it, placing it where no one will see it. Lamps are made to be placed on lampstands so others will benefit from their brightness. Y'all, we live in a dark world. I am sending six lights that will shine brightly for Jesus to generations I will never see. That is a holy assignment given me by God. Moms, that is a holy assignment, thank you, given you by God. Why do we do it? We do it because we are sowing seed that will bear fruit. You are sowing, you know what you sow seed? You put it in the ground and it dies before it ever springs up. You are sowing seed that will bear fruit that other people will eat off of for generations that reflect the glory of God. In closing, I want to share two things with y'all. Um, one is, speaking of adult children, I came across this passage. It's so powerful, I've pondered it. It's out of Hebrews eleven thirty-two. It says, although weak, their faith imparted power to make them strong. Faith sparked courage within them and they became mighty warriors in battle, pulling armies from another realm into battle array. These faith-filled women saw their dead children raised in resurrection power. Those dead children, they weren't dead physically. That's dead spiritually, right? Although weak, moms, we get weak, right? We grow weary in well-doing. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Although weak, their faith imparted power to make them strong. 
Faith sparked courage within them and they became mighty warriors in battle, pulling armies from another realm. That's supernatural realm. That's a spiritual realm. That's when you ask God to assign angels to your children. These faith-filled women saw their their dead children raised in resurrection power. So a few years ago, our fourth son, and I'll just, just, just brief, just was taken tragically. It should have never happened. He was running down the street to grab a burger with his brother, kissed me on the cheek, I love you mama, and that was it. I can stand here today with any sense because I remained planted in the house of God through all that heartbreak and grief. Many of you here carried us in prayer for years, for years, encouraged us, sent us cards, held us up and gave us strength when we had none. Thank you. Today, Wesley Ravenhill stands in the presence of Jesus with that great cloud of witnesses. And he goes, y'all got this. The Bible says they stand there and they champion us on, don't quit, you got this. On one of my hard days, my really hard days, I was looking through my children's files in the office and I was looking through Wesley Ravenhill's file and Haddon's is right by it. And I'm glancing through Haddon's and I see a report from his K-4 teacher. And you know when they say, your child likes pizza for lunch, your child loves his favorite sport is football, his favorite, and then she said, his favorite song is this. Now think of it, I'm having a devastated moment about Wesley and I see this on Haddon and I pull it up. And his song was, my God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. He made the stars, he made the sky, he made me and you. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. Mama, that's not my God, that's our God. Your God is so strong, your God is so mighty, there's nothing your God cannot do. I want to tell you this. If I was did not remain planted in the house of God, guess what that note would have said from my teacher? Your son likes pizza and his favorite sport is football. There would have been no Jesus in that mix. But because I remained planted, because I stayed in faith, because when I was so discouraged, y'all encouraged me. That's why you stay planted. Because you're on the radar of a family that sees you and speaks life over you and loves your children through the dark seasons. Because they're coming. All of life affords, I don't care who you are in this room, God is faithful. He mixes the right amount of blessing with the right amount of challenge, right? And it keeps us humble and beautiful and productive and in our right place to glorify Him. I've so enjoyed my time with y'all today. What an amazing Mother's Day. I'm sorry I'm crying. I'm not, this is not like sad tears. I'm just thankful 
God is good. He entrusted these children to our care. And I'm going to pray a blessing over y'all before I leave. Father, I thank you for every mom in this room. Lord, they didn't give themselves these children, however their children came. You are the creator of all life. You are good and there's no shadow of turning in you. You gave them, you entrusted to their care the gift of children because you knew that they were able. You knew that they were capable. You knew who that child needed to be called mom and you knew who that, what, what kind of child that mom would need to raise. Bless these women today. Let their joy be full. Grace them in the areas where they fall short. Strengthen them, I pray, by the power of your all-abiding Holy Spirit. And bless them as they enjoy this day. In the name of the Father, your Son, Jesus, and the all-abiding Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Thank you all.